Mike, do you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? Brood Radio. Dario, what am I thinking? Better alive, you are coming with me. Shut up. Brood Radio. Flyers looking to respond. The shot is deflected high to the glass. Oh, boy, was he hit by Tucker. Get a body bag. Where being a goon is a good thing. Wilson! Hanson's after the puck against Brown. Raffi Torres just wiped out Brick Seabrook. Here's Corey Basso. <laughs> I'm rolling you. And Rosie. Anna! Come quietly or there will be trouble. Rosie, why do you have that so loud? It's Brood Radio, Corey Basso, Mega Maddie Rosenthal. Rosie! We're back again. Haven't been canceled yet. The joke rolls on. Episode 10? (laughs) We don't even know anymore. I ran out of fingers to count on, so I'm dipping down into my toes now. It's Brood Radio. Corey Basso, Mega Maddie Rosenthal. We're going to do some brooding here shortly. Wicked, wicked guest today, Rosie. We're both... Well, sorry. I'm a wrestling nut. You kind of piggyback. You just like good chair shots and good entrances with big crowd noise. That's what makes you a wrestling fan. Correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. I like tables. And tables. And like violence. Just and, and bad and, and bad characters. You like guys with actual <laughs> names, not <laughs> yeah. real character names. Clearly. Okay, so we got Jeff Jarrett. You remember Jeff Jarrett, old hey slap nuts, smash guitar over your head from WWE, WCW, TNA, and now his new gig, Global Force Wrestling. So he's joining us. We're gonna talk about, you know, the scene here in Vancouver. We're gonna talk about wrestling in general. We're gonna see who he wants to mess up with a guitar the most. Mm. Maybe me. Hopefully. I'm hoping. I brought my acoustic in today, just (laughs) in case he gives me permission. Now, let's talk about something that we've had rolling around here. You've done it, I've done it. We've all done it. If you're a sports fan, you've done it. Mm -hmm. Sports road trips. Yes. You've done a few. Have you ever, like, what's what's the longest road trip you've done, like, driven to go see a sporting event? Oh, driven? Probably just down to Seattle. Just Seattle. Yeah, to see a Seahawks, Mariners, Sounders game. But I've I've flown to California for Canucks road trips. Oh, so you've it. done the Canucks, the California Canucks road trip? I did. I did it before it was cool and before the Canucks were starting to like put packages pa- together. Package it together. Yeah. yeah, I did that before. That. I did it three years in a row. Wow. Yeah. Like, and they won. And did you do like L.A., Anaheim, and San Jose? Like no, all just, the games? just L.A. and Anaheim. So you've never been to the Shark Tank? No. That's no, that's no Cal. Yeah. That's a little bit northern, yeah. isn't it? And Anaheim and L.A. are like 45 minutes through traffic, when in reality it probably should be like 25 minutes. But no, well, <laughs> yeah. L.A. traffic is crazy. No, so yeah, I did the Canucks road trip. I did it three years in a row, and uh, I think they only won... They won one game and then they won a game in a shootout and then is the that, rest of them they lost. And is that well, is that worth it to you? Like, do you get pissed or do you just go, oh, it's worth the experience? Or are you like, I came down here, I spend this money, <laughs> I bought this many beers, and these guys lost? Well, first first year I didn't care. I was just so happy to finally be doing it and kind of like you know deciding to do it and then doing it. It's something. New. It's fun being an away fan. It, feel well, like a, it you feel is. Like, you feel like a bit of a villain. It is. Huh. Depending on where you are, LA is a little tough. Like right outside the stadium, as soon as you well, walk. Well, yeah, up we've there. talked about this. The Staples Center is not exactly like. Yeah, and LA they didn't really care. 
Anaheim, they, they sort of did care about because they would rub in that they won the Stanley Cup all the time for some reason. Mm. They're like, oh, we were 2007, we won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> like, okay, well, <laughs> good for you guys. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. So, but, but you would, would you do it again? Would you do another road trip or travel away fan experience again? I would. I would not do uh, the Canuck road trip to California, though, because it's too, they've caught on now, the airlines and the hotels and the teams. The, the deals everything are Everything's going up, yeah. yeah. Because it was actually cheaper for me to go and watch the game than it was for me to go and watch a game here yeah and that's that's what i think a lot of the people were saying was that like hey she might take a bit longer but it's an adventure right yeah and it also sucks that those teams are really good now <laughs> so <laughs> yeah go down and watch you really get your ass <laughs> yeah. beat hard the thing that sucked about the first year too the one part i was disappointed about the first year is that when i went down shane o'brien was one of my favorite players for the canucks uh-huh. and he got suspended by the team because he was out partying <laughs> in, in la no no out partying here in vancouver oh no, i was gonna say do it in la <laughs> no so he didn't get to go so they, they healthy scratched him that pissed me off because i really wanted to see him play okay but other than that it was a good good couple three years <laughs> Shano <laughs> I'm going down to Portland to watch the Caps game this weekend mm-hmm. this Saturday what is this Saturday in relation to the actual days of the month <laughs> well we're posting the show midweek so <laughs> Saturday will be coming up the 18th okay 18th yeah. uh, going down with the girlfriend my second time to Portland to see a Caps match Oh, second time not working. You're not working. No, no I'm going as a fan. As a fan. I'm okay, going cool. as a fan. Yep. And uh, I'm excited. And I just, last time I went, it was a miserable night. It was a rain out and it was a 1-1 draw that was pretty freaking dull. Yeah. So I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting something better this year. I've heard that Portland is better than the Sounders atmosphere because it's smaller. Yes, it is. And it's a different, like a unique layout of the field. It is. It's a different, it's not, it doesn't feel so ominous. It doesn't feel like everyone's it's like Empi- there. It's like Empire compared to BC Place, kind of. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's an apt comparison. It's like either Jumbo Stadium that's, like, going to be empty no matter how full you fill it. Yeah. Or a place that's, like, r- packed. Packed. Now, are you going down with... You said you're going with your girlfriend, but are you sitting in, like, the cap supporter section, or do you buy tickets by yourself? Uh, uh, usually tickets by yourself, they sell out right away, so I had to buy through the cap supporters. Oh, okay, so, so you're I sitting am, in that section? I'm sitting in that section, yeah. See, now, I went down to Seattle for a Sounders game, and I got, I've got i been down twice now, and the first year, we bought them in the supporter section, mm-hmm. which was cool, because it was, like, crazy loud. Yeah. But then the next year, when I went down, uh, we sat kind of, like... Uh, like low, lower bowl, mm-hmm. like midfield kind of thing. Like um, amongst the commoners, amongst the, amongst the, the sounders, people. yeah. And it was so loud the first year. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my god, this is crazy. And then when we get down there, you can't even hear the cap supporters when you're actually down by the. Well, yeah, it's because they're in a tiny little corner. But up when there. you're when you're there, it's so loud. You're like, I can't believe this, this is incredible. And then you get down there, <laughs> I was like, it's the world, man. Yeah. You no, know, and then, and then uh, you hear it, and you're like, man, that's like a. You don't even know it's like a there. speck in the stadium. Oh, for sure, I know. Yeah, it's pretty funny, but it was it's cool. It's awesome atmosphere there too yeah i'm looking forward to it you should i'm looking forward to it. where's one place one sport that you'd want to go road trip driving no flying just driving oh, okay so distances uh, so count. probably probably states so obviously somewhere in the states because you you're, you're not you're not driving, driving to mexico to Re- no you're not driving to regina to go see the rough riders no play? come if on I'm, if i'm driving that far it's gonna be something for better than cfl <laughs> <laughs> well it is <laughs> okay then where you got anything off the top of your head uh what sport let's let's go at this one time so sport what sport do you, would you do? What sport do you think everyone would choose? Hockey, probably? Everyone in this city, yeah, yeah. hockey. But, okay, but which one I would, I don't know. I, for me, it would have to be something good. Yeah. Like, I'd wait for like a, ro- a World Cup in the United States or the World Series or WrestleMania. It, would be, it wouldn't just be a game. So you're not just... So you're actually waiting. If I'm driving far, it's going to be for something cool, man. 
Like, if I'm flying to San Francisco, whatever, that's close. I can go watch a regular season game. Yeah. But if I'm, like, driving, like, 24 hours to, say, like, New Orleans or something like that, it's going to be for a good game. It's not going to be for just, just a regular s- season Saints game? versus Jags <laughs> mid-season. No, hell no. But if you've never been there... To the city, it would be worth it. That's why you go and it's a big game. Okay. You, you'll never, ever be disappointed. So you're going for big game only. If WrestleMania ever goes back to Safeco, I'll do that. If WrestleMania is ever in like... Well, this isn't, wasn't it just in San Fran this year? Yeah. You could have went down there. I'd just been to San Fran the previous oh, summer, so okay. it would have been double doing it. <laughs> I want to go to a city I've never been to. Yeah. Miami, maybe. If there was ever something big in Miami, I'd go because I've never been, and it's kind of on my bucket list. Now, that's a hell of a drive. <laughs> that's pretty much like <laughs> kitty corner away, yeah. like across the continent. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'd go that far. To drive? That's tough. Where are you going? Boise, Idaho for a college game? <laughs> no, I would probably go east. I would probably go like New York. Drive to like New York and then I could do like Toronto. I could do kind of all those things and like make it an actual road trip. See like a Rangers game or go during the Major League Baseball season. New York would be good because everything's around it. I was going to say everything's around it and it's so big. Like even if you weren't, even if your game wasn't for like two days, you could keep yourself busy in New York for two days. Exactly. And I've never been out there either. So that would be. Yeah. As opposed to me like probably sitting like half naked drunk on a Miami (laughs) beach being like, where's the stadium? (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Martin San Luis. What the? (laughs) Martin San Luis, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, so that road trip's coming up. It should be fun. But we got a good show coming up here today. We got Jeff Jarrett. Uh, he's up next, Global Force Wrestling. So we'll dip into him, talk a little Bollywood Boys, a little wrestling. He's tuning his guitar as we speak. I was going to say, I, I hear the tuner through the phone line. <laughs> um, uh, we're also going to talk about some behind the scenes stuff here at 1040. We want to we start a new thing. Where we kind of let listeners in to some behind-the-scenes stuff that happens. Yeah. And stuff that happens over our airwaves. Yeah. That you might not get to hear or miss. Or miss, yeah. Because yeah. We, have a, we have a program here where we keep all of the funny stuff and interesting bloopers. stuff that happens to people. Yeah. The bloopers. The blooper Everyone reel. has them. We have a, everybody has a blooper. Everyone has a spot on the blooper reel. Yeah. One guy has more than others <laughs> around here, so we're going to introduce you to him. And we're going to talk about one other thing, Maddie. What was it again? Oh, you went to the Lions game. Oh, right. And we're also going to talk about me going to a Lions game. Yes, me going to a BC Lions game. I'm not, I'm, I advertise myself as not the biggest CFL fan in the world, mm-hmm. but occasionally if I fall into some tickets, I'll go for the atmosphere. It was the home opener and it was the Rough Riders. So I thought, okay, this will be a game to check out. Uh, ended up having to check out early. I'll tell you what happened to me because I got, I got flack on Twitter. I got flack from everybody and the game turned out different. So it did. Anyways, we'll talk about that, all that, and so much more coming up next. Brood Radio! Brood Radio. 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 Chosen one. Ah, that music! takes me back to a simpler time, Rosie, when wrestling was king. And this man's the king of the mountain, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, joining us right here on Brood Radio. Jeff, my first question, uh, what's it like talking to fans like me, 20 plus years in the business, who've uh, seen you grow, you've seen us grow? Uh, am I just a big nerd to you, or do you actually get a, te- a kick out of talking to guys like me? No, you know what? I was a wrestling fan long before I was a wrestler and long before I was a promoter, so I got a ton of respect. And You know, my family's been around this business for... Gosh, over 70 years. So uh, guys like you, you're not nerds. <laughs> it's guys like you that literally, and I mean this out of all sincerity, you know, the wrestling fans have put, uh, we'll call it for a simple slang term, they put groceries on the Jared's table for a long time. 
So I've got mad respect for you guys, and and I get it because again, like I said, I was a fan before I was a wrestler. There you still go. A fan. That's awesome, Jeff. That's awesome. Let's talk about Global Force Wrestling uh, to the casual wrestling fan. Still pretty new on the scene. Opened in 2014. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, Global Force Wrestling? Uh, who you guys? What are you guys about? And uh, who's some of your talent on your roster? We are, we're brand new. We're, we're absolutely brand new. We've we've only had seven shows, and we are you know we kicked off the Grand Slam tour, which is a, a tour of minor league ballparks uh, across uh, the United States, and we're going into these stadiums and setting up the uh, putting on putting the six sided ring right up on home plate. It's when the home team is on the road, so it's a standalone event. Uh, and we kicked things off last month. Uh, next Friday, July 24th, is when we head up to the Orleans in Las Vegas, and that's when we're going to start first start shooting our first episodes of the television show that's just been recently named Amp. Uh, so we've got a lot going on. We've got stars from New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've got stars, uh, Luchadors. We've got North American independent uh, main eventers. Uh, Bobby Roode, uh, Canada's own Bobby Roode, who is, in my opinion, the, the best wrestler on the TNA roster. Um, Bollywood boys, uh, we, we've got stars literally from the part of the pun from around the globe. We're very excited about bringing multiple styles of wrestling under one umbrella and, and, and giving an absolutely fantastic, great night of wrestling. Now let's talk a little bit that show coming up in Vegas, uh, GFW Vegas. The Bollywood boys, as you just mentioned, being called up, local guys from Vancouver. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that show and a little bit about the Bollywood boys, because I understand you guys have quite the tight uh, relationship uh, going back to Rinka King even a few years back. Yeah, and, and those guys got, you know, in my opinion, and I've, I've been asked this so many times over the years, what do you think it takes to make a professional wrestler? And I think at the very top of that list is a passion for this business. And, and uh, when we went to Rinka King, uh, when we produced Rinka King in Pune, India, uh, three or four years ago, you could tell just by the initial conversations we had and, and then, the, you know, as we developed a friendship and a relationship over the years, those guys love it. They want it. They want it as bad as they want to breathe air. And, and when you want something that bad, good things come out of that. And, and, and they've got talent to back it up, and then they've got the, the, the cultural and their, their you know, their, their persona is who they are. They, they are two kids that, that love Bollywood and love professional wrestling. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, they got magnetic personalities, and so I'm looking forward to seeing them in Vegas and, and letting them do what they do, and that's great tag team wrestling. Now, Jeff, you've also spent some time up here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, locally on the indie scene. Uh, what do you see when you come into these small towns and do the odd hit here and there? Do you see little hidden gems and stuff? Do you got an eye for that kind of talent? That's that's what I did when I, uh, you know, December 2013 is when I, I finished up at TNA and I took a couple of months off, and then I decided that you know I, I can only watch so much wrestling on YouTube uh, as far as starting to scout talent, and I went out literally around the world. Uh, from coast to coast in North America, which included a stop up there, two stops up there. And, and when you see talent such as I was obviously already familiar with the Bollywood Boys, but there was a, you know, that, that card uh, that, that I wrestled all not long ago, it, it had four, five, six, seven guys that I call are, are TV ready or are ready to go to the next level. And so, you know, I went all through Pennsylvania and Ohio and down south here where I'm from and Texas and, and, and May I was out in California. So uh, looking around, looking at talent, uh, and you just, and I've said it, at times I sound like a broken record, but I believe the, the, the talent pool of the free agent market is as deep as it's ever been. And, and that, that excites me as we embark on, on Global Force Wrestling. Jeff Jarrett of Global Force Wrestling joining us right here on Brood Radio, at Real Jeff Jarrett on Twitter. Uh, can we expect a GFW show or two coming up to Canada, sir? 
You know what? We it, it's funny that you actually asked that because uh, it was last Friday. Was that the, I believe it was last Friday? I was on the road. I was in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I got a call uh, from from a couple of guys in Western Canada that we're trying to actually schedule that for sometime in 2000. I don't want to say mid, but early to, to, to I mean, I'll say spring of 2016. Uh, we're excited about it, the opportunity. Um, not exactly uh, sure, but, but you know, uh, it goes without saying. Uh, the Canadian wrestling fan base is, is as strong as it is anywhere in the world. And, and whether you're in Montreal or, or Vancouver or any point in between, and I'm not leaving out the Maritimes because they got their fans <laughs> up there as well. But, but uh you know, wrestling goes hand-in-hand with Canadian culture. Jeff, I'm going to nerd out on you a little bit and go back in time. I want to ask you a few questions from my from my perspective, and I want to see if, if your answers match up what I would actually think. Uh, who's your favorite all-time opponent? If you had to pick one, single it down, some of your greatest matches, who, who would you pick if you could have one last go-around with one more person? Can't really pick one. It's just too hard. But, you know, I, I can name a few from Shawn Michaels to, to Kurt Angle to AJ Styles. Um Gosh, in the early days, me and Jerry Lawler had a series of matches with the Moondogs that was hardcore before they called it hardcore. So, you know, I like to look back on different series and styles of matches and, and, and uh, very, I'm very proud of my 29-year career and, and just the different opponents and, and different uh, titles and, and just everything that went along with my career. Uh, and then, you know, just a couple of Sundays ago when I returned to TNA at this stage of my career, facing uh, four guys and, and two of them that are close personal friends and Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Uh, it was it was a really cool night uh, that and you know in a ladder match to have a hearty attack to a ladder match that's pretty cool as well. So uh, it, it, it was a very 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 rewarding career I'll say. Now Jeff, you've dipped your toes in uh, a lot of uh, wrestling with evaluating talented wrestling yourself. What's going to make Global Force Wrestling stand out from the WWE or TNA? And what's the one thing that wrestling needs to improve from the fans' perspective? Is it getting too dull right now? What do you think? Well, you know what, WWE, they do sports entertainment, and they invented the term sports entertainment, and they do it better than anybody else. Uh, they, they, and they've got probably 90% of the market share in, in all of it. But I, I will say that, that Global Force Wrestling, we are professional wrestling. Uh, we strive to do it, um, uh, you know, as, as good as anybody else in this world, and we're going to have a goal, and, and we're going to arrive at that on our first seven shows, and certainly as we're heading to Vegas, is that we want to bring different styles like I said, whether it's Lucha Libre, the strong style of Japan, Matt wrestling from Europe, a little pageantry of pop and circumstances in the U.S. We want to bring all different types of styles and different fresh matchups um, under one umbrella and present it. And I think if there's anything that, 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 that will be a, I'll call it a big plus, uh, in this business is, is creating uh, fresh matchups. And I think the fans are clamoring for that. Yeah, no, totally. I agree. All the matches are kind of similar on WWE nowadays. Um, so hopefully Global Force Wrestling can uh, change that. You guys are going to be traveling quite a bit. What's uh, the worst part about traveling on the road as a wrestler and uh, just being in the wrestling business? Uh, you know, I, I believe it, at times um, monotonous it would be would, would would be the word if, if you're out on a long tour. The, the, the monotony of it, and, and, and obviously guys like myself who have a family, that's at the very top. That, that, you know, when you're you, when you wait from your wife and kids, uh, that, that's not that's that's a tough life to live at times. Jeff, one last question before you before we let you go. Jeff Jarrett of Global Force Wrestling joining us. If you could smash one person, past, present, or future, with a guitar, who would it be, sir? And don't go easy on anybody. You. 
Oh! <laughs> 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 okay, so next no. time JJ's in Vancouver, I'm in trouble is what you're saying. No, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, that's a good question. Never been asked that. Uh, you know, I, 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 would, I, I hate to reveal that, even if I could come up with that, because then they would always be on guard yeah. uh, <laughs> if I walked in the room. So I can't really reveal that. But I'm sure I could come up with a, a, a – maybe we can go offline, and I'll give you a couple answers. But I'm sure I can come up with a list. Jeff Jarrett, Global Force Wrestling, thank you so much for joining us here on Brood Radio, sir. Thanks, guys. You have a great day, and thanks for all the promotion and, and spread the word and Global Force, and uh, talk to you guys soon. There you go, Rosie. Jeff Jarrett, Double J. Old Slap Nuts himself, man. Nice he's coming, guy. He's coming for you. <laughs> Dude. If there's that made your life? If there's anything better than getting thrown off Steve Wilkos' stage, it is being El Kabong by Jeff Jarrett's guitar. Yeah, no, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty You sweet. can hold that for the rest of your life now. That harkens back. This this takes me back to Pacific Coliseum, 2000, young Corey Basso, probably 13, 14, watching Jeff Jarrett light up Booker T with a guitar at New Blood Rising, it, who, who, one of WCW's last shows ever on the decline <laughs> of WCW. Who, who's one wrestler that you would want to have? Guitared? No, no, no! Just like <laughs> have them, I have them I do their finisher on you. Oh, I think I think you either have to get a diamond cutter, a stone cold stunner, or a guitar smashed over your face. Those are the three best, aren't they? You don't want a pedigree or, or no. a choke slam or no. a rock bottom a sharpshooter. No, rock bottom is too sissy. What about a uh, sweet chin music? Kicked in the face? No, yeah, I'll because pass that. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just <laughs> a people's get, elbow, a Hulk Hogan leg drop. Take into account a tombstone, the wrestler. You yeah. wouldn't want a Kurt Angle slam. Or an ankle lock? No. What about I, think I'd, I think I'd have to go diamond cutter. What about, a, diamond cutter. what about a frog splash off the top rope? No, you'll break all your ribs. Oh, no, what's that Hardy Boy? Swanton bomb off the top of a cage. You wouldn't take one of those. I think it's going to hurt the guy diving off the cage more <laughs> than it's going to hurt me, so sure, I'll take that. Oh, no, I know which one you want. What? You just don't want a minute. You want the uh, Mr. Socko. <laughs> the mandible claw? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You ever go to many wrestling shows when you were a kid, Rosie? I've never gone to one. Really? Yeah, no. Like indie, pro, nothing? Never gone to one. I've always wanted to. Yeah. But uh, I only started watching wrestling like around 2000. Okay, so you were, you you came in right in the heart of the Attitude Era. Right when when I think everything was, was doing pretty well. That's when it was doing really well. Yeah. yeah. With all like the tag teams and everything. Yeah. That was uh, like the heyday, I would think. Yeah. They're nope. trying to get back to that now, but I don't think they will. Uh, it's too PG now. It's too PG. It is PG, yeah. You don't see any more blood. Well... You can't, Real blood. you can't have it all. Go I remember to the indie show. Go to an indie show. They have lots of blood there. See, but you went to one yeah. recently. Yeah, at the ballroom, Commodore Ballroom. And that's something that I know from a lot of people just talking to them. They say to go to, regardless of if you like it's, wrestling, it's because a, it's so it's the a atmosphere good crowd. is unreal. It's a good crowd. They're like ravenous. It's like a ravenous pack of nerds, just bloodthirsty nerds. <laughs> wrestling nerds or just nerds in general? <laughs> wrestling nerds. I wrestling mean, yeah. nerds. Okay. Wrestling nerds. But it's a better atmosphere because WWE is kind of dumbed down. I mean, I remember going to a WWE show where, like, if you stood up and held a song for, or a sign for too long, security told you to sit down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in indie wrestling, you pretty much, like, they encourage you to go bananas all the time. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a different atmosphere. You go for more entertainment, like I think JJ said there. It's more of an entertainment. Whereas if you want some actual wrestling and some bloodthirsty, just like action, you yeah, know, you're probably going to go somewhere else. See, that was interesting when he said that WWE is sports entertainment. Yeah, he didn't want to classify it as professional I, wrestling. I, I kind of agree with him. If you, I know that's interesting. If you though, watch right? that product and then you watch another wrestling product, yeah, wrestling. Like let's let's not forget here that is what the entertainment is. It's yeah. the wrestling. Um, it's very. Very overproduced, almost. Well, recently, like... Hokey, almost to a point of being hokey. A bunch of stuff was leaked on the internet from Vince McMahon, like his personal notes to the announcers. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. 
And that's incredible. It's like 12 pages. Of like rules of like how to do yeah, your job more and or less. and what to say and what not to say. Don't call someone a superstar. Yeah. Like don't say it's a championship belt yeah. or a world title. It's, it's just, They're trying to make it seem as little wrestling as possible, hey? It, it just seems more... Yeah, exactly. It seems like it's so, like you just said, produced and down to like the second almost. Yeah. Which, But I, I just thought that was like kind of refreshing to hear that someone... Because I don't think he had a bitter divorce with the WWE, WWF. No, he left it. He left it for WCW. Exactly. Which shortly folded afterwards, but he didn't know that was going to happen. So he doesn't. <laughs> no, yeah, but he, no, no, he's, he's no. a wrestler. No, but what I'm saying is a wrestler of Jeff Jarrett's caliber will always find a gig. Like he's he's been yeah. in the industry top cat for a long time. Yeah. I mean, but he didn't have like a grudge or anything. So for him no, to no, say no, that no, was because no. you never know. Maybe down the line. Yeah, he might want to get back in there. I don't know, but yeah, you got to go check out an ECCW show featuring the Bollywood Boys, who JJ did mention there. Well, I actually worked with a girl at Thrifty Foods uh-huh. whose now husband wrestles in ECCW. Oh, really? Kenny Lush. Kenny Lush. <laughs> <laughs> nice former guitar player of the band Daggermouth. That's right. Yeah. Wow, you're you're sharp, Rosie. Maybe yeah. you should go to Nisa. <laughs> you fit right in with all the well, other wrestling well, I, nerds. I, I wanted to go and see him wrestle just because. He had a wicked match. He had a wicked match. Oh, he, he, he wrestled was, at the he most was, he was at, It was at Ballroom Brawl 4 at the Commodore the other day, too, yeah. Nice. He's one of the big guys, though, right? He's like yeah, one yeah. Of the... He travels around and does all the Korean stuff like that. So Yeah, he was over yeah in Asia doing a bunch of stuff for a while. And Yeah, it's a good local scene here, and the best part is that a lot of guys from this scene are getting cherry-picked by the WWE and other wrestling organizations yeah so it's it's almost like going to see like a farm team like going to watch the comments mm-hmm. something like hey this guy could potentially be at the show one day the only problem was the show that i wanted to go to was at like the wilson center in port coquillum that's like that isn't that your stomping grounds that's where you guys yeah, well, I, 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 brown I bag in the parking lot <laughs> at what 14 yeah. <laughs> no i'll pass either way wrestling wrestling is just fun no matter what way you look at it yeah. it's just fun and 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 we don't want to take it too seriously. I find, like, especially internet people and stuff like that, mm-hmm. wrestling is overly critiqued. It's like, let's not forget, guys. It's just, it's scripted fun. Let's just enjoy, sit back, watch, enjoy the characters. If there's something you don't like, take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Don't freak out. That's one of the things right now, when I tune into wrestling, like, every so often, like, once a month or something, I'll watch 25 minutes of Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I find that right now, there's just no characters. It's just all people's names. And I didn't want to ask Jeff Jarrett that because his name is Jeff Jarrett. But. No, but at the same time, I think what they're trying to do with that is trying to be more realistic. You can't expect a guy to come out in a chicken suit and be like, yeah, this guy's threatening, he's going to be the world champion. That, yeah, it's a character, Matt, but it's like, do you really want a chi- guy running around in a chicken suit? How threatening is that in a wrestling world? But I want to see, like, see a guy whose persona is The Undertaker as opposed to a guy whose name is just John Cena. And he's just an American. That's like his character. He's an American. <laughs> He's a try-hard American. Like even Edge and Christian. What were their gigs? They're just dudes with. They're like kind they of were like surfer dude, long blonde hair. No, but guys. they turned into like underworld kind of people, like mysterious. Like you think you know me? <laughs> that was good. Do that again. You think you know me? <laughs> <laughs> but they had like a character behind them. Uh, I mean, yeah. sure, their name was just Edge, but it was just a different name. Okay. As opposed so to just you, guys, you want guys with character names. Yeah, like just something behind them, because like even like a guy like like Brock Lesnar's back in the WWE, mm-hmm. he's just Brock Lesnar. That's all, he always was just Brock. No, Lesnar. I know, but if you had he's someone just a else, big freak. That's if, his character. He's just like a big freak. Back when I was watching in two thousand, there wasn't there was guys with like characters like Rikishi. And that might have been his name, but he turned into be some like Hawaiian, some Hawaiian guy, some Hawaiian island guy, and then they had like too sexy and Scotty too hotty. Those are just names, but they just give you like a different thing as opposed to just a guy with a name coming down. 
like if Corey Basso was wrestling, it wouldn't be cool. But if, if, hardcore, I, if, I was, if I was like Butcher Basso and I came out with like a meat cleaver, yeah, like a bloody apron, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> legit, right? Well, that, in my eyes, that would be more entertaining. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Right, because like so, you're you're more sports entertainment then. You're not so much wrestling. No, but I want the wrestling to be good because the wrestling was really good back then, mm-hmm. and it still is if you watch the odd match. Yeah, depending on who's wrestling. Yeah, but if you're like watching like the big name guys, they're not as good because they don't worry about the wrestling. You're right; they worry about how well, how many how their new T-shirt looks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like CM Punk. Yes, great wrestler, my favorite. I yeah. stopped watching WWE. Hands up! I stopped watching WWE the second he left. He left. Yeah, but he was in my opinion a good wrestler because he had a character he was kind of like a wild guy like his name was CM Punk too so he was like a different guy people could like the sleeves of tatties not everyone had the tatties yeah he could everyone could kind of like go around him they either loved him or they hated him yeah that's what you want like with just like a guy with a name yeah, there's nothing really that's like okay. Well, why would I hate a guy named Corey Basso? Matthew Rosenthal. <laughs> but if it's Mega Maddie, then, yeah, exactly. it's, then it's on. Well, then I got something to me at least. <laughs> <laughs> More Brood Radio coming up next. Hey, this is the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett, the founder and CEO of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to Brood Radio on TSN. <laughs> Radio. I wear a perm because I'm a G. Oh, this is a classic. Rude Radio. Corey Basso, Mega Maddie Rosenthal, Rosie. Talk about the inner workings here at TSN 1040. Don't worry, we're not giving anything away. Higher ups, powers that be. We're just talking about how sometimes. It does come across as a very, you know, knowledgeable sports station, but we have a lot of fun behind the scenes sometimes. We really do. It, there's, there's a good chuckle to be had at least one, once a day, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. Whether, it, whether it's the act of somebody or somebody makes you laugh or just something happens that you weren't expecting on the air or whatever. It, there's, there's fun to be had in this station. If you run into people and they find out that you work in radio, they always ask, like, what it's really like. Yeah. And it's just like any other office place any other workplace well, really de- yeah i mean it, it, well depending on what office no but i mean like everyone every office has characters yes. every, has different personalities and then you have to kind of like mesh those personalities together yeah and then whatever you get out of was what you get out of it yeah but we have a personality here yeah he's well, one of the producers yeah and uh, he uh, he has a personality that lends himself to make the blooper reel a little bit more <laughs> often than, <laughs> than others <laughs> yes he does. He does. He also runs into issues with... Uh, he had an issue recently where people started stealing his food. So he's one of us. He, exactly, yes. He's, he's, just a, he's a commoner just like the rest of us. He's not He's not an on-air host. No. No, he's behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. He does a lot of grunt work. Yep. And, but no one doesn't get the glory for it. No. No. But he runs into the same issues that everyone runs into. Yeah. So his, his most recent issue... <laughs> we make this guy sound like... <laughs> oh, anyway. He's a good guy. He's a nice... <laughs> Hey, we all have everybody. We all have bloopers. Yeah, I mean, ours don't make the blooper reel as often as he does, but <laughs> exactly, yeah. But everybody has that. Yeah, that's okay. him. Everybody knows that guy at the work where it's like, oh, bless him, he's trying so hard. Yeah, should we play one? Yeah, okay, let's play one. Okay. You get the bat, Cam. That is part of the deal. Scott, I'm using this bat to beat you off. So I think we know who that is now. We do. It's Cam. <laughs> yeah, it's Cam Mitchell of the Scott Rintoul Show. Yeah, he's producer of the Scott Rintoul. Yeah. Show. The so. esteemed producer of the Skyrim Tool Show. And with comments like that, you, you, you don't really <laughs> wonder how he gets himself into trouble sometimes. And he got himself into trouble even recently. 
Because we, we've been talking about how our food was getting stolen. Oh, yes. Back to the food thing. Yeah. He, he's been getting in trouble. He brought himself a carrot cake. I'm not a huge carrot cake fan. Neither but, am I. But I can sympathize with him in this situation. Neither am I. By the way, what is carrot cake? Cake made of carrot, man. Is it actually, though? Or is it just, is it just orange? I think it's, it's just, just dyed to look like no, a carrot. No, I thought, I thought it was like, it's like a normal like vanilla cake, but it has like little chunks of carrot in it, no, doesn't it? No, no, no. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't eat this sh- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How would that bake? I don't know. Like, man, you can bake ice cream. Bake Alaska. You can do crazy <laughs> stuff with food. Don't ask me about carrot cake. We're talking about fucking gam. Fin cam. Frickin' cam. <laughs> so he brought a carrot cake, and much like most of us, when you bring food, you're excited about it. So yeah. he brought a carrot cake. A pretty <laughs> this, decent- this is pretty funny, though. <laughs> the guy brings a carrot cake for his... That was like, like his dinner. dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <no. laughs> a piece of carrot cake. It's six <laughs> piece of carrot cake. It's seven, eight, nine, ten, and I'm out. And it's, it, was not a, it was not a slice of carrot cake. It was a log, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> it was like a pretty decent-sized full cake, like that's, an eight-inch that's cake like, or that's something. That's like my buddy who goes camping. He has like five bucks in his pocket. It's like, what am I going to buy that's going to last me? He buys himself a jar of pepper. <laughs> it's like, that's like the same thing. It's like, why would you just buy a giant carrot cake? Like You could have put that money towards like a bunch of different other little things yeah. to make yourself up actual <laughs> meal no he went the carrot cake route okay god bless him yeah god bless him everyone's had those days there's another guy who works here dom yeah he brings in like remember that night he brought in like five plums to eat or <laughs> that was his dinner <laughs> yeah. five plums <laughs> sometimes when you rush man that's the first thing you see just empty the fruit drawer <laughs> what's gonna expire first that's what i'll take with me so needless to say dom spent the rest of the night in the washroom yeah getting those plums out plumbing it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> But Cam, carrot cake, he had his carrot cake, had his piece of carrot cake. He left it in so that he could have it the next day over. He comes back the next day. He's going in to get his carrot cake. And somebody who works here... Ate it. No. Stole it. No. Threw away it in the container and all. No. What? Even better. Wrote their name on it? Close. What? What? Somebody dug two fingers into the icing of the carrot cake, scooped up a bunch, like the length of the cake, of the <laughs> log carrot cake. Ew. Scooped it up and must have eaten it. And then left the cake in there with their finger finger marks, the tracks the entire way, on the icing of the carrot cake. That's disgusting. Now, I, feel, I don't feel so bad anymore about what happened to me. Yeah, no. Like, that, that's the worst. That's like the ultimate. That's an insult. That, that's trying to, to mess with somebody just for the pure fact of messing with someone. Like, if you're him, don't you, don't you think, oh, I'd rather have this... I'd rather just show up in the cake and not be That's here. what I mean. That's a slap in the face. That, that is like, I'm dragging my <laughs> hand across the top of your cake. That's somebody just purely that's troll. effing with That's him. trolling, man. That's some, some, somebody was out to get him that day. Th- that is probably the worst food incident Yeah. At this building. That's There's worth, been a couple things. That's worse than Catherine's thing where she ate that person's lunch <laughs> and left him like a note <laughs> yeah. to taunt them. Yeah. That's worse almost. Yeah, because you come in. And it's like they've just they've straight up just soiled your food. It's not like they ate it and enjoyed it themselves. They just straight up soiled it for you. Yeah. Right? That, can you think of any reason? Like I wouldn't even put my fingers through my own family's cake. I, I, I don't even drink out of my own milk carton. Yeah, well, I do that sometimes. Power to you, but because I don't have a dishwasher, so I don't like washing dishes. <laughs> That's fine. I can live with that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't even do it with my own cake. Like, what's the point? The icing is the best part, especially of a carrot cake. The icing. Nothing's going right for Cam here at work. <laughs> no, no, no. He's had a bad week. He's, he's got a bad week. I he's mean, had a bad week. Well, I mean, I mean, between beating off Scotty <laughs> and that, I mean, he's having a bad week. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Well, these the the thing is that he's going only to go only upwards to go. Are we sure about that? Are we absolutely <laughs> what, sure about what's that? What's worse that could happen? 
I don't know. I mean, he's going to be like he his his lunch gets screwed. Like maybe somebody's out to get him. Maybe like he's been bringing in lunches and like hiding them and stuff just so he doesn't. <laughs> he has to like change well, his whole lunch eating life based on this. To piggyback that too, you had some fruit in the fridge the other day. And you specifically told me to keep an eye on it, because dude. I had you guarding it. <laughs> exactly. I was like paying you five bucks an hour to guard my lunch bag. It was what was it? It was like a giant bag of cherries or something, wasn't it? It was a humongous bag of fruit. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a bunch of cherries, a bunch of watermelon, a bunch of frozen waffles, and some containers of uh, feta cheese. But you asked me to go in and periodically check on it, and I wrote on the bag like, "You touch this, you die." And I didn't ever say this to you, but someone actually moved it from shelf, like a, to a different shelf in the fridge. I'm guessing when they cleaned it. What? So when I went in there at around 7:30, I thought, "Oh my god, somebody <laughs> tossed his fruit." Oh, but man. you specifically told me, "Don't mess with it, just to mess with me, Cam Mitchell style." Yeah, that's what I mean. I was like, I, if, I, if something happens to it, I'll know you did it. Because I have you on patrol. So luckily, the cleaning you, you got away with it, Rosie. Yeah, you got away with it, buddy. No, it wasn't me that, that dipped the uh, fingers in the ice. I would never do that. That's that's bad. That's bad. So this this is more of a we feel your pain segment for Cam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. We need the Hardy Boys out here. To, not the wrestling Hardy Boys. The oh, I was book say, Hardy Boys. Keep in mind, we just had Jeff Jarrett on. I don't know if we want to bring that many wrestlers on the show. It's oversaturating. The book Hardy Boys to come and solve that mystery. Yeah, because. I feel bad for Cam, and we're not we're not trying to make this a slag segment for Cam, but no, brother needs a leg up every now and then, doesn't he? He does. He needs the help, and we we just want to find out who did it so that we don't have to ever deal with that person. Ever and not again. only that, but if we found out who that person was, they'd be like number one suspect if anything goes wrong with any food ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if my if mine's gone, <laughs> I know who to look forward to. Yeah. Hey, first impressions can't change them. <laughs> can you? I feel like some carrot cake. <laughs> More Brood Radio coming up next. Where being a goon is a good thing. Brood Radio. Give me some elbow room. Give me some elbow room so I can boom like a boom. Brood Radio, it's back, baby. Corey Basso, Mega Maddie Rosenthal. Going to talk about leaving early. Checking out, Rosie. Checking out before checkout time. AKA leaving the BC Lions game early on a Friday. That's what I did. I'm not a huge CFL guy. I'm the first to admit it. I don't. I don't really follow it that closely. But if the occasion strikes me and I feel like sitting with my peeps, my Vancouver peeps, and drinking some beer and watching some football in a packed stadium, it was a good game. Home opener. Saskatchewan Rough Riders in town. Usually, when the Watermelon Heads are in town, it's a pretty good matchup. But uh, it was rather boring and dull and dreary for the first. I'm going to say. Seven eighths of the game, fifty eight minutes, fifty eight minutes of pure pleasure of watching, lots of punts back and forth. Yeah, lots of two and outs, lots of two and outs. And I, I straight up, after my seven dollar jumbo Pepsi I bought, yeah. I was like, you know what? I've I'm not thirsty anymore. I'm, done. I'm, <laughs> I'm like I, I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilled. I need I fulfilled. I need to go. Didn't you show up late too? Yeah. <laughs> Really, you only saw... I saw two quarters. Two and a half quarters. (laughs) But it was dull. It was not a good game. Yeah, no. If it was a barn burner and I left, you could like take me out back and slap me around. But it was a crummy game. It was not that good of a game. Then I leave. I'm like, oh, I'm starving. You know, I've just finished my Pepsi. I'm done. My girlfriend's bitching and moaning. She wants to go too. So I'm like, let's get out of here. They were also down by like 18. Yeah. So it was like, this ain't happening. This this Lions team ain't doing it. (laughs) No. So I leave. Sure enough, on my Twitter, get the notification. Lions score touchdown. Went in one or whatever it was and i was like oh they're making a game of it good for them then i see it's saskatchewan touch i'm like oh they're scoring points again like this is a football game now this is what the cfl is supposed to be yes and then and then bc scores again 
And then they hit like a late like thousand yard field goal. The top fifty five yard. It was fifty six. It was a fifty six. So fifty six yard field goal, the longest in BC Lions history. Yeah. by a rookie kicker. Yes. So eat your heart out, Paul McCallum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you're enjoying that in Saskatchewan, but. So I'm sitting at home eating my falafel on my Twitter. You were already at home. You oh, already I, had me at home. Dude, I was gone <laughs> like that, man. Like okay. I hopped on the stadium skytrain. I was back to commercial in no time. Wow. Okay. No time. Like ten minutes. Yeah. Um, which is why you leave early so you can beat the crowd, right? <laughs> yeah. As everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Canuck fans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I made it back. I'm on my Twitter and I see them like it's a tie game. I'm like, they better lose this game. They better lose this game because I sat for the crappiest part of the game. Yeah. And the second I leave, it turns into like a blockbuster. Uh, like a, probably like the CFL game of the year. <laughs> like the end. Early contender. <laughs> yeah. Early contender. And I'm sitting there. And then sure enough, Manny Arsenal punches it in and they win. In overtime. In OT. Yeah. And I'm like, I got egg on my face, man. <laughs> even, but, if, even if it is CFL and I really don't really have that much of a vested interest, yeah. I was still like... God, see that that irks that irks me as a sports fan because I'm not usually one to leave early. I usually stick it out no matter what's going on. Like me and you, we stuck out to like an eight nothing Vancouver Canadiens shellacking the <laughs> yeah. other day. Third in, there was no, there was, yeah. we could have left in the second and we wouldn't have missed a speck of action. We wanted the free team burger. That's all <laughs> that's, we stuck it out much, for. We stuck it out so they see if they could slug the mug. But my point is that like usually I'm pretty good about like. I, I know the value of a ticket. I know sometimes it's hard to get to games, and we're privileged that yeah. we get to go to these games. So I stick it out. I'm like, whatever. We'll, we'll stay to the final whistle. You never know what's going to happen. And then we can book it. <laughs> the, one, the, <laughs> one, the one time I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to head home. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, I had to work the next day. Egg on my face, man. To be fair, though, two points. You weren't the only one that left. A lot, a lot of, of people, people left. left. But I left earlier than most people. So you were even before... Okay, so you A left. lot of people left after that second Saskatchewan Sask- touchdown. Yeah, went up by like double yeah. digits. I was, I three was, minutes I was gone like 10 minutes before that. Okay, so a lot of people left as well. And the second part of that is that you manned up and admitted that you left on Twitter. And I got roasted by the entire city, though. Yeah, and even better, the BC Lions retweeted it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they retweeted that you said... Yeah, and then um, instantly, I had like 17 tweets being like, Why'd you leave early? Yeah, like I, I'm, I felt like I was gonna look out my front window and have people like in line with pipes, <laughs> and, like burning torches, waiting for me just because I left early. Oh, that was, was so good on their part, though. The fact that they retweeted that—that that was because so they good. wanted everyone, every other BC Lions fan, to troll me. That's why. Yeah, I know. They're like, that's what you get, jerk, for that, leaving early. That was so good, though. And then Jeff Patterson, then of Jeff Patterson, got in on you. it, yeah. chirping me. No, that was good. See, I've never ever... The only time I've ever left a, uh, an event early was when I had to work the morning shift the next morning. Yeah. So I had to be here like 4 a.m. So I left like a C's game. But I've never left a game early. I don't think I would ever, even if it was a Lions blowout. Yeah. I just don't... I just don't... It's not in your makeup, Rosie. I've, I've already I've already sat committed to sitting there. The, the man... That's what I mean. Rosie has a scheduled day. <laughs> yeah. He committed himself from 7 to 10 to be at a BC Lions game. Damn it. He'll, he'll be, be there, 7 yeah. to 10 at a BC Lions game. Absolutely. If he's playing one hour on a medicine ball of GTA, <laughs> damn it, that one hour will not go a second hair, a hair over nor under. No. You're very segmented and very timed out. I you, am. There's some people around the world that would love you. People like me... Nah, You're more I'll, free spirit. I'll, I like a little bit of wiggle room. You're a no-caller. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm, 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 <laughs> my shirt doesn't have a proper sewn-on collar. It's just open at the top. Exactly. I'm I'm a blue collar trying to be a white collar. Starchy, very starchy white collar. Yeah. yeah. Vanilla, <laughs> plain. But I get things done. You do get things done. And I don't leave sporting events early. So you're hating on me for this. Like even if, Okay, you're not a huge CFL fan. No. No. So... But can you get on board with me then, or are you, or just on the va- uh, just on the merit alone that you don't leave sporting events early? Are you going, Corey? You're wrong here. You're wrong based on the fact that you shouldn't leave a sporting event early, even if it's not your favorite sporting event. You just kind of went to check it out. 
Like you're yeah. not like vested. I mean, if you went to like something that turned out to be like a brawl in the stands, like if you went to a soccer match and it just turned out to be like a tenth division soccer match, mm-hmm. and people are just like killing each other in the stands, then I could be like, okay, you can leave. But also, oh, you need good reason. Yeah, if you're in danger. What, what happens if they run out of beer at the, the concession? Reason to leave. See, that's happened before. Reason to at leave. At BC Place, no. You don't think so? No, you have I to, think that's grounds to leave. No, man. you have to enjoy yourself without alcohol. Yeah, up until the end of the third quarter. <laughs> no, but I mean, at baseball, it's happened. What? It's happened in the states at, at Dodger Stadium. They, they went into like an eighteen-inning game, and they stopped serving after the seventh inning. Yeah, so leave. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be an epic game, though. It was a walk-off grand slam. Could you imagine that if you, you left enjoy, a walk-off grand slam? That you en- like enjoyed on the tail end of like a hangover from drinking the previous seven <laughs> innings. No, you got to stick it out. I mean, I, I took uh, Catherine to a BC Lions game, and they were down 30 in the third quarter, and we stuck it out. And all we did was just talk. Did, like, did, you can just sit there and talk. Not in depth talking. I, 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 I can do that in an atmosphere that doesn't have a bunch of, uh, that doesn't have six or 30,000 other people like over my shoulder. Go get something to eat for a lot cheaper than in the stadium. Go to, go so to, you don't feel take, bad. Take her to a nice park bench or something uh, right outside the stadium. No, but she chat tra- there. She tries to like things that I like. That's part of being a good girlfriend, I guess. Or a very selfish boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> no, I go to the mall often. Yeah, I, I know you just hang out at Le Chateau all the time. Um, <laughs> but you don't feel bad. I don't feel... F- you, you don't feel bad, but you I do. Feel, I, feel, I don't feel bad. I just feel slightly embarrassed. Like, I hate it when you're the guy with egg on your face. Because it's like, oh, But God. you admitted it, though. Yeah, what am, so I gonna do? What, am I, what am I going to do? Pretend I was still there? <laughs> hey, hey oh, no, I didn't me? leave early. No. Are you kidding me? I know a lot of people that do that. Oh, man. I Tell the truth. The to tell the no- truth. And yeah. nothing but the truth. I left early. I have to wear it now. I mean, whatever. It now, is what it is. It, I learned a valuable lesson. That anything that can happen in the really, CFL? You better make sure a game is like done and dusted before yeah. you leave. Like Honestly, you better. Like Canadian style. You better make sure it's like eight nothing in the third before you leave. I'm the guy that waits around for the three stars of hockey games. I hate people like you. <laughs> like I wait. I, I get my get money's line, worth of the ticket. You're okay. the people that get in line in the SkyTrain and the bus and walking out of the stadium because you just need to dilly-dally. Like, <laughs> oh, look at that advertisement on the way out. Oh, maybe I'll check out the fold-out schedule. Like, just looky-loo. Just get out of the stadium. When, it's over. When I went to the UFC here in, in Vancouver at Rogers Arena last year, I had to wait for the... Because I was never going to a UFC again because I had free tickets. Yeah. So I, I'm never going to pay to go one. It was a, like a spectacle to see. Yeah. I waited until the security came and physically Major took leave. me and my friend out. Yeah. What the hell were you doing there? Just got to soak it all in. I wanted to see them take the cage out, looking for mop up the popcorn, blood, drinking all the monkey piss out of everyone's half-filled beers. <laughs> so what the hell were you doing then? At your, okay, so you were just waiting for the stadium to clear out? Yeah, no, it was just cool to see the them like take apart the cage, and then actually some of the fighters would come out. And like walk around and talk and like because Tim Tebow was there as well because he came to watch. You was, were sticking around to get like a, a glimpse. No, of I just Tebow. wanted to, I just wanted to see what was going on. And Dana White came out and Joe Rogan was like communicating with people. Mike Goldberg and it was just cool to see what they did. Like they actually physically like sterilize like the mat or whatever they call it. Where like when people bleed on the mat, Swiffer wipes. Yeah, I think they like. <laughs> I honestly think that they just like wash it and then throw it out on like another. Because I don't know why they were washing it. Like why were they cleaning it? Mm. Maybe canvas is expensive these days. But see, th- I wouldn't have got that if I had left. See, that's oh. something that boggles well, Rosie, my that, mind. That's life-changing, isn't it? It is. When you think of that event, you'll be like, <laughs> and they swept up the blood at the end. Have you ever seen them change the ice into a, a floor? 
Of like I've a seen stadium. it one of those like time lapse things where it's like like it does it really fast. Well, if you speed up the camera, if you wait at like a like a Staples Center, yeah, they hack the out of the ice. They, they tear it up. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like they don't just take like a blowtorch and melt it all. Like, it like, goes into like a drain. They're like lawnmowering it on the side. Wow. They get rid of it quick. Wow. And that's yeah. cool to see. That's cool to see. Sure. But if you don't stick around. So I mean, you, haven't you ever so, seen? So what, what you're saying is, I should have stayed at BC Place, like seen them like take the lines off the field, which I have seen before. That's kind of cool. Because they would have had to switch it for the Whitecaps yes. game, which was the next day. Yes. So that would have been they erased the lines. I've seen that before, though. I don't. Rosie, working in a sports radio industry, you get to spend lots of times at you stadiums. Do. It loses its novelty it, after a while. It, I think it's just like anything, though, behind the scenes. It's interesting to see what they do. Yeah, but if you've seen it a million times before, why do you need to see it again? I had falafel to eat, man. <laughs> That's true. I was starving, dude. You did. Are we going to be eating up in the Shushwap? We are going to be eating good up in Shushwap. The Barley Station, their local brew pub, is going to put it, put it, be putting us up there. Uh, of course, we're talking about Brood Radio on the Road, put up by Shushwap Tourism. We're going to be heading up to Salmon Arm to cover some cycling. Going to be talking a little bit about uh, what they got going on there as far as summer events in uh, Shushwap and Salmon Arm. Going to be doing some laking, just chilling out. Have you ever been to the Shushwap before? Like the I've, actual Shushwap, not Salmon Arm, but Shushwap. I've driven through and it looks glorious all the houseboats and the lakes and yeah. copper island and it's, it's a fun little town good obviously more more of a summer town yeah i would yeah i would definitely if, agree, if, yeah. if you're if you're thinking about that area yeah. because it is more gauged towards like houseboating tons beach, of campgrounds beaching, campgrounds yeah that kind of stuff it, it looks beautiful mm-hmm. so and you're excited i've been I, there quite a few times but i'm excited about i've never back. stopped there i've driven through a, a couple times but i've never stopped so i'm actually looking forward to it i stopped at the liquor store and the mcdonald's and salmon arm so it's always it's like I a pit stop for you yeah okay it's usually a pit stop but i know i kind of know where i am like mm-hmm. i know what it looks like i know the historic uh, waterfront and stuff like that in salmon arm so we're gonna be doing lots of cool stuff interviewing a couple cyclists we're gonna be at the barley station doing those interviews put up by shoe swap tourism so big thanks to them and that'll be coming up the week of July 20th. So we'll be there the 24th and the 25th with the show going up on the 25th. Yeah. So lots of cool stuff going down there. We're going to be doing some eating, drinking, mingling. I don't suggest you bring your Speedo. Why not? That's like perfect Speedo. That's like the place to do the Speedo, isn't it? No. Shoe swap? No. Why? Because it's not sand. Some of the beaches are rock. That's fine. I'll wear shoes. I <laughs> know. Get Speedo <laughs> in rocks. <laughs> Speedo is for like golden beaches. Yeah. Well, I just I think Speedo's just good for nice weather. Plus, you can't really walk around the town of Salmon Arm in your Speedo. Says who? Shoe Shrub Tourism. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what they have to say. That's coming up shortly. Uh, big thanks to Jeff Jarrett of uh, Global Force Wrestling for joining us and taking time for a couple of wrestling nerds to talk about some stuff uh, with regards to wrestling, his promotions, and all that. We talked about Cam Mitchell. He needs a help. Uh, send all your donations to at Cam Mitchell on Twitter. Cam Mitchell 4. 4, yeah. Yeah, give him some love because he needs every last drop of it he can get. <laughs> and never He's ever. He's a loveless good. <laughs> and never, ever, ever leave a sporting event early, according to Rosie, unless there's a brawl in the stands. Or, according to me, if they run out of beer. So, or there's a falafel on the way. <laughs> yeah, or if there's falafel calling your name outside, then go to it. Go to it, my friends. It's more Brood Radio. We have another show coming up next week. Brood!